welcome to the show. I'm your host, Kristen Diane McDonald. I'm a successful HR and recruitment leader that has worked and consulted for Google, Microsoft, Activision, and Frog Design, all with a GED and an associate's degree from a community college. I'm now turning that experience into career coaching, mentoring, and storytelling on both the personal and professional. Today you're listening to episode number five, where I interview actress and comedian Lorena Cornwell on her experience transitioning from improving at a theater in Chicago to creating and sharing video content online due to the theater closures for COVID. I think you'll be really inspired by her energy and quick online following. You're going to want to keep an eye out for this wonderful woman. For more details on this episode, including the infamous Egg McMuffin video we will be referencing, visit thebossysauce.com. Today I'm interviewing Lorena Cornwell. I'm a follower of Lorena's on Twitter. She posts the most amazing, thought-provoking, and wildly comical videos on personal and social issues where she acts out and improvises pieces. Uh, The video I discovered was the Karen Needs Her Egg McMuffin parody, and I'll include it on the Bossy Sauce website. It's uh, so good, and it was actually the first video that I found in the uh, the Twitter trend. So I honestly thought that your video, Lorena, was the actual video for a moment until I realized it was just <laughs> too perfect. And so I, I I could talk about you forever, but I think it would just be best to int- for you to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Oh my gosh. Hi. Um, that was so... That was that was too professional of an introduction, um, and now it's going to be like contrast with me being like, "Hi, I'm Lorena. I do comedy." Um, okay, uh, yeah. you don't give yourself enough credit, <laughs> and I said that already, and I'll say it again. Um, I'm Lorena, and I do great comedy. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm I'm a Chicago-based comedian, and uh, I uh, I'm a I, what what else can I say? I, I Stay up late. We were talking about that a little bit. Uh, what, what else could I say? What? what? <laughs> um, I love. I love good food. Let's yeah, see. I make good soup. Well, you have your videos are pretty remarkable, and uh, so you said you've only been on Twitter since April, and you have like six or seven thousand followers. Even last week, you had like four, and now you've gained like another two or three thousand, and so you're obviously doing something right and you're doing something that you're not giving yourself full credit for, but I, uh, you, and you definitely have a brand and a style. So what inspired you to start down this path of video content creation? Um, okay. Well, that was very sweet. Thank you. Um, I, I, it was honestly because all of the theaters shut down. So I never, I, for the longest time, all of my super cool friends, in the comedy community have had Twitter and I would always kind of make jokes like I don't get that thing like you can file me under 65 and older on that one because Twitter just would seem so every time I would see an article about like a Twitter thread or whatever I'm like this is too much Uh, so I always kind of stayed away from it in that sense and then all the theaters shut down because of COVID uh, because I'm an improviser and I would be performing every week and then all of a sudden that outlet was taken away from me and 
you know, you go, you get either a little stir crazy or you just miss doing that thing, that thing that you do every single week, almost not every day, but I mean, at some point, I feel like anybody who's done improv has had a period in their life where they were doing that every day. But, um, yeah, I, I decided to just start making videos, which is very, it was kind I've always been a goof on like my Instagram stories, but that was always just like with my, only my friends would be seeing that. Uh, Twitter is obviously a, you know, a much, it's like this like vast ocean of strangers in the sense I got to meet you, which I think is really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I made a Twitter in the, in the middle of doing nothing and then, yeah. And then here we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Like, I feel like there's this, uh, I mean, in such a horrible time in global history, there's this this thing coming out, which is um, we're kind of seeing this new evolution of different creative ways of doing things or people's outlets coming out in different ways. And for example, I mean, I even started this podcast during COVID. And so um, I, I, I think that's one small blessing we have in such a crummy time. And sure. yeah. And so I did notice there is this, this trend or this, I saw on Twitter that, there seems to be this um, encouragement for you to be a comedian without understanding that you already are. Why do you think that is? Um, uh, are you? <laughs> I know. Are well, you I just, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And I was like, why do people not understand that she's funny? And that probably ties to her already doing this work, you know? That, that was, that, that truly did tickle me. I, I feel like, I feel like that's just so that's honestly just somebody who probably just obviously is like a stranger and doesn't uh doesn't know he doesn't know me he just doesn't know me and I think he was all he was being very genuine he was paying me a very sweet compliment um that he's like hey by the way little girly I've noticed you're funny have you thought about comedy um (laughs) and like hmm you know what I think you're onto something sir uh yeah I think that's just probably I think specifically that at least was like this is a moment of just you know blissful ignorance I guess not necessarily blissful but I think he was just being very sweet and like just doesn't know me he just doesn't and he didn't like put together maybe he just didn't put it together that like oh man all these videos are funny maybe it's intentional maybe it's like you know I don't know uh but yeah I I I hear what you're saying on that one that's <laughs> that that made me laugh a lot. Yeah, I I didn't know if it was an in- isolated incident or if it was like something you were getting a lot of. I know there's this whole like women aren't funny like thing in comedy oh, that women have to yeah. overcome and I didn't know if that was part of that or if it was sure. just an isolated insta- instance for you. Well, I'll say I have been and I'm truly when I tell you I'm like knocking on this wooden stool, I have been very lucky in my life as far as I've like, I have never really ever been uh, bullied in that sense, as far as like, you know, men or people telling me like, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. Or the only thing I can think of is like, there have been a cup sprinkled in a couple of times where people are like, mm, you're like too pretty to be an improviser. But that's like, I can count that on one hand. And it's at the end of the day, it's like, that's, I guess, a very sweet backhanded compliment, even though I have I, I have nothing to do with my bone structure. I hadn't, you know, I did not do that. Um, but I've been very, especially online, like everyone's always been so kind. I call Twitter my community center because 
everybody has been just always so nice to me online and in person and in the comedy world. I've, I've really been a lucky duck because I have friends who have, you know, have had to gone, you know, go through and have gone through some like crappy experiences. It's a very real thing that women have to deal with. I've just, and I'm sure I'll, I'll get my day, but, uh, thus far I've been very lucky. Yeah. What do you, what's your dream acting job? Oh boy. Um, I, I don't really have, I know I, I definitely, my heart is always going to be in, um, comedy though. I know I can, I know I can dabble in the fine arts. Um, I am a trained actor. Um, and by trained actor, I mean, I like went to an arts high school and my major was theater. Uh, so don't take me too seriously, but, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't have an end goal as long as I can just be in the entertainment world. And, uh, I don't know, but what I'm doing now is like, I feel like what I'm doing right now is successful. Like I'm a very, I'm very happy. Um, oh my gosh. Do you hear these guys? What are these? Are they, I always forget how to say it. Cicadas. Oh, I, I don't, I heard like very faintly in the background. Yeah. Okay, they go nuts sometimes. So if I have to mosey on inside, I will. Um, I'm sorry, interrupted. <laughs> no, no uh, worries. I have a dog sleeping below me. Sometimes he has weird <gasps> dreams, and so <laughs> a little popper. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone needs an under the desk dog. They are the best. <laughs> oh man, I am so I am so jealous. I'm so jealous. Oh, little pup. Uh, what the heck? I interrupted myself in this podcast. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Hey, no uh, worries. Dream job. Dream job. Yeah. That's, that's it. I guess I don't really necessarily have one just as long as I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the comedy, comedy world or just the entertainment. Like I said, that's what I was saying. I was just saying everything that's happening even now, I am very grateful for. I get to make videos and like people actually are like, Hey, that was, that was fun. Which is like, Oh man, that's the dream. Do you have, do you have any fears with your content creation? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. In the sense of more like when I was, when I do political stuff, I always kind of, which is like such a weird state. Like, I feel like this is like where I have to recalibrate as a person is I feel like because I think of myself as like just this like little kind of goofball, I then put myself in that box and then I then judge like, for example, like the Egg McMuffin video, um, I kind of like tell myself like, who, like stay in your lane. Like who, like who do you think you are, miss? You don't have a, like a, a journal. You're no journalist. You know, like, it's just like, no one wants, you're here to like make the funnies and like, but we can't be just that, you know, we have to be these full humans and, and these full fleshed humans. And, you know, that Karen video pissed me off. And it, it, I felt something and I guess the way that I was able to express what I was feeling is like through the filter of comedy, which I'm very grateful for, but there have been other videos I've done where they're not funny and it's just me talking and it scares the, it, it, can I, can I say the S word? <laughs> scares uh, the, the, no, not on here. The, the yeah. Then not I oh. Okay, not yet, because no. I got to keep it on the Apple, the Apple clean list. <laughs> I really, I am a curse like a sailor gal, and this is real hard for me. So, but yeah, I've yeah. I've done a good job thus far. Cause <laughs> me too. I can't. Wow. Okay. Well, can I just say that? Can I just keep it at saying the S word? Yes, you can say that. Okay. 
all right, cool. Then that, um, <laughs> then that, <laughs> because it's just, you know, that it's the vulnerability that comes with it to say how you're feeling and then be like, all right, uh, strangers on the internet, here's how I feel. And then it's just like, who, ca- who cares, kid? Like, who, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. You know, though, I, I, I almost like really, I had it on my list of questions to ask you and I'm really glad I had it on and I took it off and then, but I, uh, with kind of diving deep into the political aspect of your, uh, your videos, but I, I gotta say, I really love it. And I think there's definitely a place for you. And, um, there's a lot of, comedy in politics and in social issues right now and you know I mean SNL is doing a ton of it and like even shows like Portlandia kind of touch on stuff like that and you can see like Broad City doing stuff like that and I mean there's a there's a there's a space for for a person like you to do comedy that actually is impactful yeah I I know there's I know and I know it exists and I know it's uh I know it's um there's a place for it, but it's just so weird when it's just like, you're just this like little person, like you're this singular person. And I think I have uh, a self-awareness in the sense where like, I know I'm just like this, like who, like in a very, in the most loving way I can say about myself is like, who cares though? You know, like who cares what my little opinion is? in, in, I, I hope that doesn't sound self-deprecating. It's really not. I say that in such a, like, just in a very loving, humble way. Um, so it's hard when it's like you're not backed by, like, being on SNL or you're not backed. Like, all those things that you list are, like, have kind of had their validation in a sense where it's like they've earned that respect to do that thing. And then it's like, here I am on my stoop being like, listen, hey, this is how I feel and you should think, consider it. It's like, okay, kid. Like, you know, does, does that make a little like does that make a little sense I, am i making a little <laughs> i think i think it's good to have to be a humble person but i also think that or to to understand but like i think it's just our innate womanness to kind of always feel mm-hmm. a little bit out of place when we're doing anything um okay so okay. i think that's just i don't know that's that's uh, that's my take on that but i think I think you're doing something pretty great. So I think you should just okay. keep it up. Yeah, keep it up. And I and you know what? I and I will. I'll, I'm probably driving you nuts right now. You're like, oh my god, girl, give yourself, give yourself some credit. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take all of your compliments for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna be such a little. I'm gonna be such a brat and like, yeah, next and we know. <laughs> well, I'll dole them out. We're gonna pause the show for a sec so I can tell you about an exclusive offer you get for listening today. I'm a huge fan of day trip CBD and hemp infused sparkling water drinks. I discovered the company when I was on a ski trip with family in Oregon, which is where I'm actually originally from. And the company is actually from Berkeley, which is where I live now. It's been really refreshing on a sunny day on my patio and the CBD helps with my anxiety. For 10% off and free shipping, visit wearedaytrip.com and enter the promo code the bossy sauce. We were talking about this thing where you're a, a night person. Is that where you find your create your creativity? Are you like a complete night owl? What's where? where when is your creative time? Oh yeah, I would say around like let's 
let's let's give out the numbers. I would say around 10 p.m. is when I'm like, let's start the day. Let's do it. Um, and then and then around like 12 a.m. to like 2 a.m. I'm like in it creatively. Like anything. That's when I would paint. I love painting. I haven't painted in a in a, the past month, but when I when I do paint, it's it's like always in the middle of the night. Um, and I'm always by myself because my wonderful boyfriend, uh, has a normal sleep schedule. Um, and he goes to bed at like latest midnight. So, but I, I'm definitely my most, and you were saying that you are the same kind of, but you are able to kind of. I, I used to be, and about like six or seven years ago, I'm totally aging myself. I'm I'm definitely <laughs> got some years on you, but I I definitely I had a, a shift. I think honestly, what it came down to is I used to um, work in. I used to work, you know, first it was like service industry, and then you know going to school, which was sporadic schedule, and then I, and then I worked uh, my first like eight. HR job was working at an NHL arena that also hosted concerts. And so it was a mishmash of like days, nights, weekends, weekdays. And so, um, and so I, I had a, again, a sporadic schedule and it was, you know, and people, we were up late at night all the time. And, Mm -hmm. and then, and then when I finally got like a Monday through Friday, nine to five, I kind of struggled for like two years getting on that schedule. And then eventually what happened is I just, I don't know. I just got there and now I can't stay up past one. Like I used to be the per- person who, who would go to bed between three and 5 AM every night. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So it's, there's, there's a possible future for me. Okay. Yeah. I also noticed though, mentioning the boyfriend and being on a different schedule uh, during COVID, my husband and I have been home at the same time and uh, we've been like completely like he's been waking up earlier in the morning and going to bed earlier and I've been staying up later. And I think it's just kind of a coping mechanism to have our own time or something. Yeah, there is, there was, there's some kind of like peacefulness and um, just having those moments to yourself, especially when you do live with somebody, it's just like, it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm truly alone with my thoughts and this thing that I'm doing. So that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I, sorry, I was just I was just curious. Where did you go to school? You said you what did you go to school for, and where did you go to school? Yeah, so I actually I I have a GED, and then I mm-hmm. went. Uh, I only have an associate's degree. I went to community college, and then I went to the University of South Florida for a year. I actually have a whole my first whole podcast episode is on this. Um, it, kind of struggle to like make it into the work world while going through the the first major recession that we went through in my my adult life um, sure. and you know just having to make different choices and so um yeah so i i'm a, not a very typical story of somebody or maybe i am i don't really know sure. but um yeah but just uh, eke my way through to like a, a career. And so um, without having a bachelor's degree, so I have a GED and an associate's degree and three quarters of a bachelor's degree. And that's my story. I mean, those are all the more degrees than I have. So you're doing it. You got it. Cool. Hey, I love people that, that I, I value as a person with, you know, 
scrappiness and kind of like figure it outness and I, I people who don't have I've I've worked with um a lot of people who have like master's degrees from Ivy League colleges and there's definitely a value in that and I don't want to take that away mm -hmm. by any means but there's also a, a value in that um in the diversity aspect of people with different socioeconomic backgrounds that maybe or people yeah. who didn't have all the same opportunities to get those things and putting them together. And I think that when we think about diversity, you know, we need to think about it in all the ways that it exists. Big um, time. You're big time, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I, you know, in HR was always trying to like convince people to, I, I worked, my last company, um, worked in, in deep learning and even there they would have, uh, like look at PhDs and master's degrees and we'd be looking at resumes with the team and they, first thing they'd want to do is go look at the education first. Where did they go to school? Do they have a PhD or uh -huh. a master's degree? And I was like, no guys, it doesn't matter. Or, you know, or not, yeah. you shouldn't even say guys in this world anymore. But yeah, like we got to look at, you know, what they're doing. Cause it doesn't really matter it, where people went to school. You can have geniuses that don't have degrees, you know? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. They make movies on it. You would think they'd catch up by now. Goodwill hunting. I know. Right. <laughs> no, you're totally, you totally, yeah, you're, you're totally right on that. And that is definitely something that you're kind of like blowing my mind in that sense. When you think of diversity, you're, you obviously go to, you know, like, making sure you're including like people of color and, and, you know, minorities and you never think of, you know, the background, like it's more than that. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. 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 Just from being on the other side and just like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah. and I, well, I mean, so socioeconomic status can tie a lot to a lot of other things. And, and, and I think that it really just, yeah. I mean, it, I just think when we think of diversity, we just really need to open our brains to all of that. And so anyways, yeah, I could go on yeah. forever about that, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I'll, I'll write a blog article <laughs> another day for that one. It's good. Yeah. It well, let me know because I want to hear it. I it, It's good stuff. Yeah. And so I bring you back to you because I see this is really about. I, um, I... I saw your video this morning. I'm going to bring it to more of a superficial topic and I'm just bringing okay. some lightheartedness to it. But okay, fair. The American Idol thing. Can you really oh not tell when someone is a great <laughs> singer or not? I, I promise you, I really, and I, like, there, and you, and you are with me, okay? Don't try and single me out. I know you're with me on this one. And, and, and the rest of the, and the rest of the world is. There is a threshold of like good singers. Where you're like, okay, was that good? And like, was that good enough to get the golden ticket? You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, we know if someone is. I guess I, I was. I was actually talking to a music. Uh, this like struck a nerve with a music friend I met online, and they're like, just so you know, um, I'm making them sound like a, a, a poop, but they weren't a poop. They were very sweet and educational about it. But they're like, just so you know, no one's a bad singer technically. Um, it's just like you know, there's no such thing as a bad singer. Just like there's no such thing as a bad artist. And I was like, okay, you're right. You're right. But we all watched American Idol and we all had that moment where there was someone who was like a good singer, but you had no idea like into what, le like, like, was it, is it good enough to get into Hollywood? Is it, was it? I don't know. Uh, right. You're with me on this one. You're with me. Okay. So 
here's my take on that. I hear you. I get it. <laughs> you're going to hit me with the I hear you? Okay. All right. Go on. Go on. Okay. Okay. I'm not your audience completely because I used to be a musician in a prior life. Like, All but, right. But I... Uh, <laughs> But I kind of get what you're coming at, where it, where it's like there are sometimes. I think it's all relative. I think when they are in that room and they've heard people all day, it's like, is uh, the best thing I could compare it to in my field is like I'm looking at resumes all day, and then there are different days where I go back to resumes. I'm like, I let this person through, you know, because I'm in, I've been in recruitment or HR forever. Sure. It's all relative to like <laughs> what you're experiencing that day, and so I. I, that's the only thing that I can think. Then you watching it are like, what? I thought that was okay. Like, I don't know. But yeah, I don't, that's what I think. But I, I, I just got to tell you, I laughed really hard whenever I saw that video this morning and I'm starting to come go to your Twitter page as like a sense of comical relief. So I really thank you for that. And I really want to, um, yeah, just, just give my gratitude to you. Get the hell out of here. You're welcome. Thank you for more than anything. Thank you for watching. Well, hey, so I I don't think there's any better place than this to probably wrap up because, you know, let's leave it on this positive note here. And no, we're leaving it on you. We're leaving it on you saying I hear you, which is like the biggest <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, we're leaving it on you being like, you're wrong. <laughs> that was totally my like HR lady in a room with somebody totally venting to me. Like, I love, I it. I love it. Yeah. Um, that made my day. <laughs> okay. So, well, Lorena, I have to say, this has been my complete pleasure, you know, talking to you today. And I, I just think you're quite a special human being and we're, you're going to be a person to watch. I have a hunch that this is the beginning of a grand adventure for you. And we're just really lucky to be spectators in your world. So thank you for letting us do that. Uh, I wish you could see my face. I'm like, oh, my God. Ditto, man. Ditto. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to see, you know, where your podcast is going to take off and we're going to take over the world. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thanks for listening today, Saucy Bosses. There was such good energy in that chat, don't you think? Don't forget to follow Lorena on Twitter. Her handle is MakesGoodSoup. For listening today, I have a special offer for you. I recently made the switch from MailChimp to Flowdesk for my newsletter. The designs are fantastic on Flowdesk and better than any other platform. And it's only $39 a month for unlimited contacts. For 50% off every month, which makes it only $19 a month, plus one free month, go to flowdesk.com. That's F-L-O-Desk.com forward slash the letter C forward slash the bossy sauce. For details on this episode, including all the links and content referenced in this episode, visit thebossysauce.com.